Welcome to Messy Closet, the spiritual journey of Generation X. I'm Roseanne Carlo, and here we explore the 70s, 80s, and 90s in New York City and the lessons my friends and I may or may not have learned. Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in. And once again, my thanks to Podbean and Soundtrap for making this podcast happen. Such great services, and I really love the affordability. So if you're looking to start a podcast, check out Soundtrap. You can also make music on this app, something I should explore a little bit more. And with Podbean, it distributes everywhere on the Podbean app, Spotify, iHeart, YouTube, Audible, Samsung, Google, anywhere you get streaming for free. Fantastic app, worth every penny. Try it out if you're looking to start your own podcast. So I've been thinking about Gen X and anxiety. Like, where did this come from? How are we suddenly like in our 40s, mid 40s and 50s and telling each other that we're too tired to go out? We have too much anxiety to drive in the dark. Forget it when it's raining. Snow is definitely out. I mean, I remember driving through snowstorms once with Melinda. We drove for 11 hours from Westchester County to Buffalo, New York for a New Year's Eve party and pretty much made it just in time for the whole midnight ball drop, happy new year thing. I mean, before that we were up at dawn and out until the streetlights came on, doing whatever, making up games, fighting, making up, making our own laws for the crazy things we were doing out wherever the hell we were doing them. But suddenly here we are, can't go to the supermarket without having a panic attack. Now, what went wrong? Was it games like Operation or Simon or that one where you had to fit all the X's and and O's and everything into all the squares before it popped up? I mean, was it that? Was it the fact that we really lived and took like tons of chances and while our parents watched us thinking my god these kids are insane we now as adults realize some of the things that we did like having bonfires and keg parties in the middle of fields in the summer maybe wasn't the smartest thing to do but it was so fun there was no anxiety then where did the anxiety come from anxiety is, by definition, intense, excessive, and persistent worry and fear about everyday situations. Fast heart rate, rapid breathing, sweating, feeling tired, all of that stuff. And I can tell you, as a person who has panic attacks, and one sometime last year, maybe in May, where I called an ambulance because I thought it was a heart attack because now I'm in my mid-40s. And... I don't know where these things came from. I don't know where all of these panic attacks came from. I mean, some of it, yeah, there's some PTSD, CPTSD coming in, but like, I hear it from everyone who just has regular anxiety just doing like the supermarket things. Like, were we overachievers so much as Gen Xers, at least in our own minds? that we were able to get all of these things done 
or so we thought as kids. I will never forget in fourth grade, I had to look up like 25 to 30 words per night, like definitions. And I had my mother's old Merriam-Webster dictionary from the 60s, which I now have in my house. I used to do my homework on it, found it in her place, had to bring it to my house. And I'm like, is this the cause of my anxiety? Because that is the first time I remember feeling anxious and, and like crying about responsibilities was in fourth grade with this large amount of homework. Before that, I was just anxious because I didn't like fire drills at school because the school was built in 1908. And when they put the fire alarms in and updated them, it's like DEFCON, like five, it's crazy. It's like a, um, almost like a, an air siren alarm. And it used to scare me and like make me shake so badly that when I was a substitute teacher at the school and my mother was the secretary at the school, one of the, the principal's secretaries, she used to do like the loudspeaker announcements and stuff. She would tell me when a fire drill was planned for either the morning or the afternoon of, and she would let me know to prepare myself because she knew how afraid of this alarm I was and so that I could like steady myself in front of the kids so that I didn't panic as a substitute teacher. And I was a substitute teacher pretty much every day for I think two years, definitely it may have been more. And I used to have to go through these drills now as an adult or a young adult and keep composure. And I'll never forget the day that one kid got so scared, he took off and ran across the street into Hartley Park, right across Gramerton Avenue, which is like the busiest street in the city, and especially that area because it's more downtown. And there he was, it was so scary. Thank God nothing happened. And his parents were understanding and you know, they said, you can't run, you have to stay and listen to the teachers, we know you're scared but I understood how scared that kid was because that's what I wanted to do when I heard this alarm. It, there's nothing in the world that will ever get that sound and that fear that's like physiologically stuck in me with it out of me. But because of my mother working there with me and telling me when these fire drills would be, I was able to shake silently, if you know what I mean. So. I mean, there was anxiety with that. I used to have anxiety going into, you know, new classes, new schools, meeting people in, in my colleges because I, I hopped around between a few. So I always had anxiety there with that, but not really with my regular friends. Now I hate driving. Anyone else, Gen Xers, you hate driving, and then you get stuck on the road and it's dusk and you're just like, oh. and I live up in the mountains, so at dusk is when all the deer are running, so I have extra anxiety with that. Or when it's really dark, because there's like, maybe now they're putting streetlights up here, there's like three of them. Three streetlights in like 30 miles. And, you know, you get excited to see these streetlights because I grew up in the city and, you know, every, what, 50 feet, there's a streetlight. 
So everything is just lit up and up here it's so dark. So like that's a cause of anxiety. But what's the anxiety about going to the supermarket? Is it because of the prices? Is it because we don't want to take the money out of our wallets? Like our, our parents should still be paying for our food. Are we not able to really truly handle the adult responsibilities of paying mortgages and taxes and all your utilities and, you know, getting the garbage collected and stuff? Like, what's the deal? Why are we so anxious about things we didn't think twice about? We didn't think twice about skipping school and going to Six Flags Great Adventures in whatever part of New Jersey that's in. We didn't think twice about these big beach days that we did with all of our friends where we stayed until the sun went down and they kicked us off the beach. We didn't think twice about hopping on planes to Vegas or getting in the car and going to Atlantic City or Mohegan Sun just for the spas. Didn't think twice about that. Didn't think twice about hanging out all night in the summer after working all day at your summer job and sleeping for just a few hours and going back to your summer job in the day and just treating the summer like it's one long day from the last day of whatever school till the first day of school or if you were lucky enough to be a teacher and you have those nine weeks off in the summer it's just one long day never thought twice about that never anxiety about you know all of the the jobs and responsibilities we were taking on as teenagers and I'll go into early 20s because you're pretty much still living at home, but making your own money and feeling more independent, but you don't have all the responsibility yet. But from what I remember, at least for me, like I moved out at 18, I went to college and then I came back home and I didn't like it. And I went to another college and I commuted for a bit and then I moved into New York City and I had a great apartment on University in Waverly Place right by NYU across from Washington Square Park back in the day when Budapest was a thing. Do they still do that in Washington Square Park? It was basically when everyone would have like a reefer madness party and you could smell it for blocks. And I was just right on the corner on the third or fourth floor of this building. All I had to do was open my balcony and I was like, whoo. But it was so fun. It was great to, you know, be a part of that and get to witness this part of New York City history and culture that is probably gone. I haven't heard anything about it in years, but it was called Budapest. And it was a uh, a real, uh, you know, smoky good time. But now I go to the city. The last time I went down, I got some VIP tickets to the East Village Art Community, the EVAC, and they were doing a great immersive art show that had everything, paintings and sculptures and NFTs. And we went to a restaurant and I made the mistake of sitting in one of those outside like COVID boxes because I thought it would be better than in the restaurant. And I remember I walked in with like a mask like half over my face and they're like, we don't do that anymore. And I was like, oh, all right. You know, I'd want to be like a jerk walking in without a mask. So we sat in this box 
and the food was great. And what was so weird to me though, was that I had to scan the QR code to download the menu to my phone and then order it. And that's how they took your order. I mean, it was a great little Lebanese restaurant down on first somewhere. And it's not, I put it on my Instagram, but it was over the summer. Um, but the food was fantastic. And we got home and I found roaches in my house. And those are not up here in the country. I found five of them, two in my bathroom, two in my kitchen, and one in my bedroom. And I was like, oh my God. And I mean, I remember, I remember when, not when I lived in the village, but I moved into this little room in this building on 72nd right off of Broadway called the Stratford Arms in the late 90s, maybe 98, 99, something like that. And I set off a bug bomb and it was awful. And then I remember I had a mirror in my bathroom and there was probably a four inch roach that tried to push its way out of what was supposed to be sealed. So I go downstairs to the front desk because they had 24 seven someone down there, concierge, if you wanna use that term very lightly. And he told me to go to the nearest 24 hour, you know, whatever market was open, bodega and get Brillo. So I go and I buy this Brillo and he comes upstairs with this bucket of caulk and he freaking just shoves the Brillo and caulks over it. And I was like, oh my God. And he's like, well, don't freak out if it's out in the room. But of course, you know, as he's helping me get rid of this problem, he's going, oh man, I've seen some big roaches, but this is a really big one. And I'm totally freaking out. And then I remember you weren't supposed to put like microwaves in your room and I kept doing it and like blowing a fuse and pissing off everybody on the floor. But there was this woman, because we had to share bathrooms. There was like two or three bathrooms to the floor. So everything was just a bedroom with dressers. And you know, if you had to use the bathroom in the middle of the night, you had to remember to bring like your key and take your shoes and whatever you needed for the bathroom and then lock your door and then open it up again. And it was really difficult for me to live in this way. And I hated dorm rooms back in the mid nineties. So this was the later nineties when I was at AMDA and I could not live this way of sharing this bathroom. Plus there was a woman who lived on the floor that did not bathe ever. And I will never forget how that smelled when she opened the door. So I ended up moving further uptown to 97th and you still had to share a bathroom but my room actually had a little half bathroom, like toilet and sink. So I was really happy with this little room and I had no anxiety then with all of these moves back and forth to the city. But for some reason now, driving to the supermarket, I'm in a full on sweat. So what is it, Gen X? What is the problem? Did we romanticize our lives so much that we're so ordinary now going to the supermarket causes a panic attack because we thought the food would just magically appear? Or 
Do we just truly wish we were all still teenagers and really secretly hate the responsibility of adulthood? So we panic doing these things? I mean, I have the answers for some of my personal anxieties, but what's the generational anxiety about? Because all over Gen X TikTok, we all joke about this. And it got to me so much today that I was planning a podcast about the Ticketmaster hearings, which you will hear tomorrow, but this was so ingrained in my mind and in my soul that I thought, why not? Because what the fuck is our problem? We were the whatever, it is what it is, but did you die generation, and now we're like, oh my God, the supermarket. Maybe we don't dress well enough anymore. Like maybe we're we're forgetting like something. Like we need to tease our hair and put on our black eyeliner that we heat it up with the lighter. Or maybe we start, I don't know. Well, I don't want to wear heels to the supermarket, like ever. Probably don't even want to wear heels ever again. Maybe that's part of the anxiety, is how much everything has changed from the clothes we wear, the shoes we wear, the level of comfort we feel, the amount of exhaustion we feel on a daily basis, because in my mind, at least me, I'm still like 20-something, and I'm like, who's this old lady looking back in the mirror? Maybe that's what it is because we still live in the 80s and the 90s. We still listen to all of our 80s and 90s music like it was yesterday. We still talk about these memories like it was yesterday, realizing it was like 40-something, almost 50 years ago that all of these things took place and it went by in such a whir and a blur that that's what causes our anxiety. And I'm going to leave you with that thought. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Messy Closet. And don't forget to keep art and keep love alive.